A couple of weeks ago, I was on a FaceTime call with my sister, and she was out for a walk, kind of unlike one of our greenways. She was up in Illinois, and she was out with my niece and a couple of my nephews. And all of a sudden, there was like this whiz that went by as she was walking. And I just sort of heard from the midst of the whiz going by, Hi, Uncle Johnny. And he just kept going. And what that was, was my five-year-old nephew, David, who has just learned how to ride a bike without training wheels. And so he is like taken off like crazy. And later on, you know, he kind of came back and my sister had him like tell me and show me a little bit, but it was great. You know, I'm proud of him. He's a five-year-old and it's an exciting time when you finally, you know, get to leave the training wheels behind and go, right? And not only am I proud of him, I'm proud of my sister and brother-in-law because, you know, I, I'm sure, I mean, like I said, I don't have any kids of my own. I didn't have to teach him how to do this. But, you know, like the fear of riding a bike. Remember when you were starting? And it's like with a bike, it's tough because not only could you fall to the right or to the left, but what if you run into something in front of you? What if you fall backwards? What if you're just not doing this quite right? You could skin your knee. I mean, it could go so bad as like to break your arm and such, right? But he was going and he was going great. And to see that joy on his face and just for him to get to explain what he was doing and that he was able to set off and that my sister and brother-in-law were willing to let him take the risk. Now, I know riding a bike is not like the most epic thing in the world, but it does take risk to get to that point. And I bring that up today because as we look at the gospel, this is, as you may have noticed, we have a costume change. I'm in green now. We've moved into ordinary time, right? We're all finished with Lent and Easter and the great big celebrations with the big conclusion on Friday night with the Sacred Heart, which was lovely and incredible. And now we move into ordinary time, day-to-day -day life, growing in the faith all the time. And we jump back in to the Gospel of Matthew. Now we're all the way now at chapter 10. I forget where we were back when we left Ordinary Time. I think we were still in like chapter 5. And just to give you an idea of where we are, at the beginning or at the end of chapter 4, Matthew tells us that Jesus went about preaching the kingdom of God, teaching in the synagogues, healing the sick, and driving out demons. Okay? And then 5, 6, and 7 are the Sermon on the Mount, when he is literally teaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God. And then 8 and 9 are him healing people and driving out demons. And then at the end of chapter 9, the Pharisees say, after he's driven a demon out of a mute man, he says, ah, it's by the power of Beelzebul that he drives out demons. So basically they're saying that Jesus is the devil. And so as he has taught and healed and driven out the devil, the Pharisees say, ah, it's just the devil at work. And then what does Jesus do? He immediately starts teaching his apostles, first he calls the 12, and then teaches them about all the risks that they're going to face. Now, notice he doesn't say, guys are being tough on me. Come on, get under my, you know, my wings here. I don't want anybody to get hurt. No, he tells them about what's coming. I mean, right before this gospel today, he basically says, you know, no slave is greater than his master. No disciple is greater than his teacher. If they handle me this way, they're going to treat you in the same way. But he still sends them out, doesn't he? He still sends the apostles out to the four corners of the world because the risk is worth the glory. Just like with my little buddy David, right? The risk 
of falling off, right? Of the fear of that wobbling when you're starting on the bike is worth the joy of flying down the road on two wheels. If you don't take the risk, you just sit in the shadows, you know, sit on the side and you're afraid of what might happen. That's not fun. That's not a way to live a summer afternoon, right? Well, here's the thing. Being a Christian, being a disciple of Jesus Christ is better than riding a bike. Not that the two are mutually exclusive, right? I mean, if I was in better shape, maybe I'd ride back and forth between the house. Although this time of year, I would be very sweaty, which I'm going to be today anyway, so I guess it wouldn't matter. But, you know, we know that to take risks is an important thing. And ultimately, our Lord knows that they will be out there. And the glorious thing for us to remember is that he has taken the risks first. We celebrate the Sacred Heart on Friday night, and we look at the Sacred Heart. What do you notice? It's wounded, right? When he appears to the apostles in the upper room after the resurrection, what does he show them? His wounds, okay? We know that in this life, we will get wounds, right? We will have difficulties. We will fall along the way. But it's worth taking the risk. In order to be his disciple, we have to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow him. Will there be challenges? Yes, but he ultimately says, don't be afraid of those who can only hurt the body. He wants our soul to be alive. He wants us to live in a fearless way, knowing that he has overcome sin and death. And just like riding a bike, there may be terror from all sides. I mean, we do not live in a time when it is popular to be a Christian. The culture doesn't help us to proclaim what the gospel teaches, to stand up for Jesus Christ and all that that means. We can feel like Jeremiah, terror from all sides. But what I would say is, don't spend all your time looking at what's going on in the culture. Don't spend all of your time on the news and on social media. You've got to stop and spend time with the one who has done all these things for us, who gives us himself in the Blessed Sacrament, the one who shows us that his victory over sin and death is greater than the fall of Adam. Thank you, Hugo. I'm sorry I'm getting so loud today. I'm kind of worked up, you know? Ultimately, the good news for us is that he remains with us, right? And as long as we call out to him, as long as we stay close to him, He's not going to leave us alone. I brought over here, there it is. I brought my Magnificat over here with me because I wanted to repeat the opening prayer for today. This is what I said at the beginning. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name. For you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. So when my, my sister and brother-in-law taught David how to ride his bike, right? They like let him go, right? They, they let him ride and go on. And in a way, it's like they're not running right there with him. The good thing for us is we move forward as disciples of Christ. As we strive to be saints in our day-to-day -day lives, he never leaves us alone. And the beautiful thing is, is that's not training wheels, right? But in every situation of our life, and this is the thing, there's so much talk right now about the injustice in the world. We're not going to go back in time and change things from the way they are. But you know what? Our Lord puts us in a context right now with people that we interact with. Don't get into debates on social media. They never go anywhere at all. But talk to the people that you're around. Love them and know the fact that, yes, it's a risk to admit that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
so be it, right? He has taken on the risk for us already. He has died on our behalf, and he's risen from the dead. Following him, knowing that there may be terror on every side, but to follow him means to fly down the road, means to be a saint, to be happy, to be free from fear, because he does not leave us alone. He sets us on the firm foundation of his love. And that is the gift that's so much greater than the fall of Adam. That is what ultimately overcomes sin and death. And so even though the fallenness of this world may be yelling in our ears all the time, so be it. He's entered into this. He wants to be in all of our hearts. We've got to stay connected to him each and every day. As long as we do that, as long as we rest in him who has overcome the world, my brothers and sisters in Christ, his love will grow. Ultimately, what it takes is for us to not be afraid, to stay close to him every day, to not be afraid to admit out there in the world, wherever we, we may be. When someone says, hey, what'd you do on Sunday? I went to Mass. It was great. It was really humid, but it was lovely, you know, that I got to be there with him. That's the thing. Don't just be here with him on Sunday, but remember, that firm foundation lasts throughout the whole week. We're not called to live in fear. We're not called to be afraid of the terror on every side, but rather to know that he walks right there with us. He dwells in our heart as long as we acknowledge him, as long as we love him and cling to him, he will be there with us. My brothers and sisters in Christ, as we take that next step, as we pedal the bike to the next, you know, whatever we're doing, I'm just trying to continue the analogy, but as we go forward in that way, know the fact that he never leaves us alone. There is nothing that we have to be afraid of because we know that Jesus Christ is in our midst. Don't stray from him. Don't fall from him. Don't let a day go by that you don't talk to him and remember that fact, that the firm foundation of his love stands. There's nothing we have to be afraid of because he loves us now and always. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.